In your Bibles tonight, Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4, we'll read all 11 verses of this chapter. And Tonight I want to preach this message, the storm is coming, but we have something to worship about. The storm is coming, but we have something to worship about. And we're going to ask the Lord to use His Word. Let's pray and then we'll get started. Lord, we ask that you would speak to us through your Word. Lord, that you would show us how good and mighty and great you are. Help us to anchor ourselves in the fact that you are on your throne, ruling and reigning, and we can trust you. We pray you'd bless preaching of your word. Help us to understand, help us to apply, and help us to obey you as you speak to our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. The storm is coming, but we have something to worship about. When you turn your Bibles to chapter 4 of the book of Revelation, you're in transition and we're getting ready to dive into the description in God's Word of the great seven-year tribulation. Uh, the great tribulation's coming. Uh, the church is gone, raptured, and uh, with the Lord. And now we're going to see what's going to happen in the tribulation. But before we do that, chapter 4 gives us a, a look and a time to behold the throne of God the Father. And when you look there, I'm going to tell you, there's some things that are encouraging. There's some things that we can praise the Lord for. And we're going to see creation and God's people praising God. And uh, look at this passage of Scripture. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 4, verse number 1, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne, in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass, like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne, round about the throne, were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf. And the third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. And when we began studying the book of Revelation, we know that the Bible says that 
that God was going to signify and show us some things going on. Now, I'll just have you know something. John, who wrote the book of Revelation, is seeing something that he is doing uh, as God leads him. He is best to describe in man's words with God's help. It's inspired. Don't think anything less than that. But he's doing his best to paint a picture for us to see heavenly things. And when he describes these heavenly things, it's a fascinating story that he tells in some detail. He says, and he says, behold, I want you to think about it. I want you to see this. He says, I, I was immediately at the throne, the throne of God. There was a throne there. There was one on the throne. And the picture is, is quite fascinating. There's a, there's a throne, and the one that's on the throne, he looks like a clear stone and a red stone. He's got some kind of amazing uh, look about him. Uh, around that throne, there's a rainbow, an emerald rainbow. And you can just imagine a throne with uh, the one that's on it is uh, clear and red and bright and beautiful and a green rainbow. And that's not all. There's thundering and lightning and voices and seven lamps burning and around the throne. There's a storm in the background. There's a sea of glass. There's four beasts. Imagine this. Four beasts. They all have six wings and eyes everywhere. One like a man. One like a calf. One like an eagle. One's like a lion. And the four beasts, without resting... They cry out at the throne of God and say, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And the Bible says there's also 24 seats with 24 elders in white clothing all around. God's going on in the same picture. Behold, 24 elders with 24 seats in white rain with gold crowns on their heads. The Bible says every time the beasts cry out, Holy, 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 the 24, the 24 elders they fall down and worship him that liveth forever and cast their crowns at his feet. And they say, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Well, what's that have to do with me? How many of you asked that question? Me too. It's exciting to look at this, and what an interesting story. It at least should spark some interest in your imagination. I will tell you something I did. I was kind of fascinated. I'm reading this and reading this and reading this, and this isn't my first time. I thought, I wonder if some artist has painted a picture of this, and they've tried. And I'll just tell you, the one I had in my mind before I looked at the one that the artist did was better. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what's this have to do? The Bible says, behold it. And I want you to know something. I want you to see the throne of God for just a moment. In verse number 5, the Bible says that out of the throne proceed lightnings and thunderings and voices. After the rapture of the church, what's going to happen? The tribulation begins. There's a storm brewing. It's coming. But when we look at the throne of God, we don't look in desperation. We don't look in, oh no, how are we going to bear this? We look at the throne of God, we see God is on the throne, all is well, and all of creation is praising the Lord. All the saints are praising the Lord. The storm's coming. We have something to praise Him about, something to worship about. 
And uh, we'll start here. I want you to look at some things. There's an emphasis in this passage of Scripture on the creation. You can see it uh, in, the, uh, in verse number 11, twice the word uh, the created all things, everything was created for your pleasure. And there's an emphasis on creation. We're going to see the beast, cre- they represent God's creation. We're going to see this sea of glass, God's creation. And uh, there's an emphasis on creation. There's an emphasis on the throne. And you know something wonderful about a throne? When there's a throne and a throne is occupied, that means somebody is in control. And I'm encouraged by a throne, the throne of God. There's an emphasis on God the Father. There's an emphasis on the fact that the storm's coming, and God's Word has told us to behold this throne, and we'll take a minute to do that. The first thing I want to bring your attention to tonight is this. Number one, there is a throne. There is a throne. The Bible says there's a, there's a storm brewing. There's something coming, and it's the tribulation. There's going to come a time of great wrath. It's not good. As a matter of fact, when we begin to study through this, there's moments as we study through the book of Revelation, the great tribulation, that I, literally it's almost like, oh my, how terrible. There's a storm coming. The good news is the church is not there. If you're saved by grace through faith, when the Lord raptures the church, we're out of here, and God has not appointed us to wrath. I'm glad to know that. And we've got uh, a storm coming, and when we look at this storm, sometimes we think about the anticipation of the storm, and we think, oh, man, that's going to be terrible. The good news is when the storm comes, we're with the Lord. There he is. A throne. Now, the Bible says this in verse number 2. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. The first thing I want you to do is this. Number one, I want you to consider this. There is a throne. Now, here's something very encouraging. Uh, the storm's coming, it's true, but we have something to worship about. The thing we have to worship about is that there is a throne, and there's someone on the throne. I want to remind you of something. You just imagine how big the problem is that you've been bearing and dealing with this week. And I want to remind you of something that's very good. God is on his throne. God is on his throne. God is able. God cares. God loves you. You may not like how it's turned out thus far, but you can be certain of this. God is on his throne, and God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And if you'll wait on him and you'll trust him and you'll believe him, you'll find out God is good and faithful. There is a throne. There's a throne in heaven. I'm thankful to know that there's a throne. I'm thankful that somebody is at the helm. Somebody is in control, and it's God Almighty. You don't have to look very far to find things that cause you great alarm. You remember something. There's a throne, and God's on the throne. There is a throne. Behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat upon the throne. He that sat to look was, uh, was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. There's lots of folks who want to take time to talk about the jasper and the sardine stone. And there's such a mixed bag of ideas about what all that means. One's clear, one's red. One speaks of God's right, righteousness and, and goodness and love. The other speaks of his judgment and his wrath. And there's all kinds of different ideas, and people go opposite with that. And so So I don't know, but I do know something. I know God is on the throne, and God is faithful, and God can be trusted, and we need to lean on him. We need to trust him. We have a great hope in God Almighty. We have a great hope in the fact that God is on the throne. Will you trust him? 
You take a look and understand God is on the throne. I'll just tell you, if you'll take time to just thank God for being faithful and being almighty and being God, you'll be glad you did. God's on the throne. There's a radio program I listen to occasionally. I just catch it on occasion. And the theme of their program, they say, God is on the throne and prayer changes things. And I love that. He's on the throne. God's on the throne. And uh, you may be in a moment where your faith is weak and waning. That's fine. You just keep remembering that God is on the throne. God is on the throne. God is on the throne. I've been so encouraged to know this week that God is on the throne. I'd pick things differently. There are things that you're facing that I've never chosen for you, but God is on the throne. And God's wiser than we are and loves more than we do and has a greater purpose and understanding the beginning to the ending. God's on the throne. There's a throne. We have reason to worship. God is on the throne. Number two, we look and there is a throne. Number two, I want you to behold round about the throne. Look, the Bible says in verse number three, and we'll look at the kind of the, uh, the second part of this, of this. The Bible says after we've looked at him that was on the throne that was uh, had a lot looked like jasper and sardine stone. The Bible says there was a rainbow round about the throne in the sight in sight likened to an emerald. How many of you think if you were given a pop quiz right now, you could tell me the colors of the rainbow? How many of you think you could do it? How many? Yeah, I see that hand. How many of you do it like me? You say Roy G. Biv. How many of you say Roy G. Biv? And I was just thinking about that. I was making sure that I had it right. I wonder if we can do it. You think we can do it? Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Did I get it right? Yes. The ones that kind of mixed me up was indigo and violet because they looked exactly the same to me. But uh, anyway, Roy G. Biv. But I want you to know that this rainbow is not red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. The Bible says it's a rainbow that's indigo. Can you imagine one day stepping out and seeing a bright green rainbow? <laughs> well, that's what this is going on. Around about the throne, there's a rainbow. But I want to remind you a couple of things about the rainbow. We're going to see God emphasize his creation. And I do not know all the implications. And I see folks that I, I like to read after that have different ideas. And most of the ones I like the most say, I don't know. Why it's green. But the green, green is God's creation. There's a great emphasis in this passage of Scripture about creation. And the most important part of this emerald rainbow is the fact that it's a rainbow. And God has used a rainbow a few times before, hasn't he? One very specifically with Noah. And God used a rainbow to give a promise, a covenant. He said, I'll not flood the earth again. I'll not destroy the earth again with a flood. He said, I will uh, keep my word. I'll keep my promise. And when we look at the throne, we look around about the throne, we see this emerald rainbow. Let me tell you something. There is a storm coming. But God is going to be faithful to keep his word. You know something I'm encouraged about, about my salvation? My salvation is not anchored in me keeping God's word. My salvation is anchored in the fact that God keeps his word. And let me tell you something, I can't keep God's word, but God can keep God's word. And when I see an emerald rainbow around the throne of God, I'm reminded God is on the throne and he's keeping his promises and I can trust him. He says there's a rainbow, an emerald rainbow. We're looking round about the throne. Look at verse number 4. And in verse before, the Bible says, round about the throne were four and twenty seats. Twenty-four seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment. 
And they had on their heads crowns of gold. Now I want you to look round about the throne. Round about the throne is a green rainbow. Round about the throne is 24 seats and 24 elders. What in the world? 24 elders sitting clothed in white raiment. They had on their heads crowns of gold. There's lots of speculation about what this is. But most people that I've got any confidence in and honestly makes the most sense to me. The church was raptured, right? The... Elders clothed in white raiment. They're with God. And I can't help but believe that this is representative and this is God's people. This is the church. This is me and you. Save folks around the throne of God, praising the Lord. I'm thankful to know. You know, the Bible says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so when I'm at God's throne... When God is, uh, when this is going on, but the beginning of the tribulation, I can't help but wonder perhaps if that might just be me. I'm thankful. There's the four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment. They had on their heads crowns of gold. Verse number five. We move from around about the throne to number three, out of the throne. And out of the throne, we've talked about this. The Bible says, out of the throne proceed lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne which are the seven spirits of God. Out of the throne proceed lightnings and thunders. There's trouble brewing. There's a storm. Lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning. Lamps of fire often depict to us the judgment and wrath of God. And judgment is going to fall on folks who have rejected God as Savior. And God is going to settle things forever. Fire burning before the throne are the seven spirits of God. The, word, the number seven is a, a number of completion. And when we come to the revelation, we know something. God is going to complete perfectly his will and plan. The book of Revelation, the revealing, the revelation, unveiling of the Lord Jesus Christ is the completion, perfect completion of God's plan. And sin will be judged. And unbelievers and those, those folks who have rejected the Savior, there will be judgment and wrath. And folks don't like to hear that about their God sometimes. But the bottom line is a good God deals with sin. And our good God gave us a way to deal with sin. It was through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And folks who have rejected the grace and love of God will deal with it in judgment. There's a storm coming. And God is going to reconcile everything. When the old preacher says, I read the back of the book and we win, I'm just going to tell you something. There's a war between good and evil. God's way and the devil's. And in the end, God wins. He's perfect and complete. Out of the throne. Number four, before the throne. This is the last point in the last few verses. Before the throne. The Bible says in verse 6, and before the throne... There was a sea of glass, like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne, were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Now, there's speculation about this sea of glass. But as I look at this, I can't help but notice in verses 6 through 11, we're talking about the, God's creation. There's so much emphasis on God's creation. Now, when you look at a sea of glass like unto crystal, you see clean, you see, you see pure, you see God's power and creative being. There's a sea of glass like unto crystal. 
The Bible says in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. What's the significance of the four beasts full of eyes? Now, they're seeing everything. They're all... Uh, and. We know that God sees everything. We see these beasts full of eyes. And I can't help but think that as we consider creation, do you know that God over and over again in the Bible reminds us that his creation is something that we see. And when we see God's creation, we see God. The Bible says the firmament showeth his handiwork. And there's an emphasis here of seeing the creation and recognizing the creator in creation. How many of you uh, look at creation and think, my lands, what a mighty God we serve. That's why, how God designed it. I don't know about you, but after a snowy morning like this morning, I love to look at the mountains and I think, my, what a mighty God we serve. How beautiful. His creation. And when we see this, we see this the creation of God crying out. We see four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Verse number 7, the first beast was like a lion. The second beast like a calf. The third beast had a face as a man. The fourth beast was like a flying eagle. There is maybe some connection to a, book in the, in a, to a verse in the book of Genesis where God talks about his creation and these different types of creation. And we can see it in the lion, the calf. The beast, and the man, I'm sorry, the lion, the calf, the man, and the eagle. Uh, there's also folks who believe these are connections to the four gospels. And uh, I don't know. I just don't know. I've studied it and read it and studied it and read it. But the more I study it and read it, the more my eyes go crossed trying to figure out all the different implications that some folks like to make. The bottom line is God created everything and God's creation cries out and prays to him. And God's creation always points God's creatures and especially the people, us, God's people, always points us to worship and praise and acknowledge that God is all that he says he is. And we look at God's creation and we see God's creation and God's creation is going to do something. The Bible says in verse 8, that the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. You know something I think about creation? You know God's creation never stops praising God. I'm thankful for that. And when we look at the throne, this this insight into the creation this insight into God's creation they rest not day and, night, and they're always crying out holy 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 Lord God almighty which was and is and is to come verse 9 the Bible says when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Now this is a fascinating picture. I thought it might be fun sometime to get a big group of people together and reenact this moment. Because you've got these beasts. You've got four beasts. And we could get some four beastly guys. I need to volunteer. I'm just kidding. We could get four beastly guys up here and we could cry out. We could have four beastly guys cry out uh, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And then all God's saints, what do they do? They uh, they bow before the Lord and they worship Him and they cry out Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things. I believe that God's people are worshiping the Lord. I remember uh, being introduced 
to Revelation chapter 4 and verse number 10. And this picture of the saints of God casting their crowns at Jesus' feet. You know, it's sweet to know there's an opportunity, a, a means by which God's people can earn crowns for the glory of God. And we have these, this moment, we have this, this instance, we have this picture where God's people, the saved, they've been raptured out of here. They're not going to see the trouble that is brewing, the storm that's on the horizon. They're not going to experience the wrath of God because they've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And now they've been washed clean. And here they are around the throne of God in white with gold crowns. And when the creation cries out, the beasts cry out, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. All the saints, the 24 saints around the throne of God, all the saints of God, they bow before the Lord and they take off their crowns and cast them and before the feet and before the throne of God. And they say, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. God's people... Worship God. God's people worship God. You know what we should do? We should worship God. Now, what's your view of God? Some glorified Santa. Let me just tell you something. If you think God is some glorified Santa Claus that you pray little prayers to and he just gives you whatever you want and keeps you from ever having any trouble, you've got the wrong view of God. We serve an all-knowing, righteous, holy God and he is worthy of praise and worship. If you think God's some genie in a bottle, you got it wrong. God is worthy of praise. I'm not telling you. He's too big to be touched. Oh, no. He's worthy of our praise. You exalt God to a high place in your thinking, and you trust Him, and you love Him, and you fear Him, and you worship Him. And when things don't go your way, you worship Him anyway. When you begin to get a high view of God, the next thing you know, you're going to find out you have all kinds of reasons to pray, to praise, all kinds of reasons to worship. Look, the storm's coming, it's true, but God is on the throne and He is worthy of our praise. Look at His creation, this just didn't happen. Then look to His throne, God is faithful. Humble yourself, worship Him, praise Him, glorify Him. And any of your goodness that you may have earned along the way, you know where all the glory belongs, right? It belongs to the feet of Jesus. God's people should make it a habit to bow before him. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things. For thy pleasure they are and were created. The storm is coming. We have something to worship about. God's on the throne. And uh, you worship him, praise him, trust him. He'll help you through the storms before the tribulation. He's on the throne. He'll help you through the day. He'll help you through the night. He'll help you through the week. He'll help you through this Christmas season. Storms coming. Worship the Lord. You'll find him faithful. Let's pray.